Welcome back to the College Comrades Podcast. I'm Noah. I'm Andre. And I'm Kai. (laughs) (laughs) And we are your hosts of the College Comrades Podcast. Um, Yeah. Thank you for coming to us. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, we ha- we have been doing a long week challenge. It was a the vegan challenge. We mentioned it briefly last episode. We were in the midst of it during the recording, mm-hmm. uh, but since then we have finished it. It was it was a, it was a lot. Yeah, Monday we're... night was our final <clears throat> day. Yeah, so. so we did um, we did a vegan diet for a week. So no meat, no dairy, no animal derived products um, in our diet. We did it from Tuesday to Tuesday, um, and we reported on it last episode, and we are here now to give our final thoughts um, and how it went when we ate meat <laughs> for the first time. Um, and it seemed like all of us had the same strategy. We all, at 11.45 at night, we decided, let's go out, let's get some food. We started getting our plates ready. As soon as it hit 12.01 on Tuesday, we were like... Dig in. Dig in, yeah. It's exactly Pretty much. I, uh, on Monday, my family was invited to a large barbecue for the, the President's Day, right? Yeah. And we, we, of course, we went to it, but that whole time. And I know this person who's, who's cooking up the food is an amazing cook. He, he's really good at smoking. He, like, works up different kinds of smokers and barbecues, and, and he had a barrel grill. Oh, no. Right? The... That whole day, all I ate was a, a dip that my mom made, which was vegan, and uh, <laughs> ouch, and chips. Brutal. That was, yeah, just damn. That's it. I didn't even have the rolls because the bread rolls were made with milk. No. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, but I had him pack me a to-go bag because I knew I knew later that night I'd be eating it. Yeah. Was yeah. it worth it? Was oh, it it's so good. I. I don't want to give away too much because I had it on the video, but I said some pretty uh, bold things about how amazing this meat was. <laughs> Towards like the the end of it, that's when my family started messing with me. They're like, oh, I'm going to go cook some steaks. You want to come? Um, you want, I'm going to have some chicken. I'm like, I'll stick to this salad. Thanks, <laughs> though. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, was, I had a very rough time with it. Um, it was hard for me to, um, it was hard for me to stick with it. Um, I did stick it to the end, and then on the last night, I went to McDonald's and just got so many, I mean, I got too much, because I didn't eat it all, but um, I think I was more excited to just eat dairy-based products, um, to eat chocolate, to eat ranch, um, I feel like I could do a vegan diet, um, or even just a diet that has no meat in general. I think I could do that for a longer amount of time, but I think it was the the animal based products yeah, me, that was me too. super hard. That's the exact same thing because, like, if I wanted, you know, like I said in the last episode, like ramen or something, like they can't have the packet, mm-hmm. and you know, a bunch of you can't have no cereal or anything or with milk and a. We went to the movies, had no popcorn. <laughs> it was uh, something else. You know, it was real rough. I, uh, somebody, a female in my life, gave me chocolates for Valentine's Day. Dang. And I couldn't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
That's ouch. You want to explain more about this female? It was my life? mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she felt bad because I'm single, so she got me chocolates. Aww. That's my that's my guess. I mean, she didn't tell me. She missed me. She was out of town. Oh, okay. Anyways. That's worth it. Yeah. She wasn't like, here you go, Kai, since you're single. Here's your chocolate. She didn't say it out loud. She didn't have to. <laughs> she said it out loud in her head. Oh, man. <laughs> um, how much weight do you guys think you lost throughout this entire process, throughout that week? So I weigh pretty regularly for because, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get healthier and stuff. Mm-hmm. That week alone, I did lose five pounds, which is a, on the higher end that I normally do. And I only went to the gym once. Dang. And previous weeks, uh, it'd be three times at the gym in the week, regular diet. I mean, like, regular-ish as in, like, healthy right. for the majority of it. Um, and then I'd lose, like, two pounds a week maybe, but... This diet alone got me like five pounds less. So, dang, man! And that was even after eating. I, <coughs> I ate and then I went on the scale. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> dang, I don't know how much I lost, but I'm I'm sure it was a significant amount. I don't, I don't weigh myself regularly, but I'm sure I lost quite a bit. <clears throat> I don't weigh myself significantly either. I weigh myself maybe once every three months. Because I'm always afraid that it's going to say, like, 190. <laughs> because usually I plateau around 185. That's what I think I was, at least at the beginning of the week. I would be... Uh, I would expect that I lost maybe one pound. Maybe two. Uh, but that's just from not eating the first day. Yeah. Really? Because, you know. <clears throat> but other than that, I mean... I didn't exactly feel healthier eating vegan food. Yeah, I didn't either. I actually felt more disgusting than I had before mm-hmm. because those those items like avocados, beans, and rice, I mean, those are the kind of things that just make, that clean me out. For, and <laughs> so I did not, I, I mean, I always felt hungry and then I always felt gross. And so I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't feel healthy. I'm sure something chemically happened in my body where I was healthier, um, or at least showed different signs of being healthy. But man, I I missed I missed meat. I'm <laughs> used to dieting, so I know. I mean, I didn't feel any different because you know I eat healthy on the regular anyway. Yeah. Uh, but salads salads do make me feel better. That that. That makes me feel healthy for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I ate more fruit, and I think that was really good. I felt healthier then, but other than that. My favorite food, burgers, pretty unhealthy. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not crazy unhealthy. It's not like I'm eating cake right. all the time. But it's like two big, so the, the buns, bread, carbs, yeah. so it's two big pieces of carbs yeah. with um, a little bit of salad, and then some carbs dressing spread onto the carbs, mm-hmm. and then throw <laughs> a little bit of meat that has carbs to hold it together. Of course. So again, not the most unhealthy, but not altogether, you know, it's not good for me. Yeah. I mean, it provides nutrients, but a lot of other stuff. Um, I Would you guys do it again, willingly? Um, what? W- no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you more um, inclined to go vegan? No. Do you do you understand where vegans are coming from when they 
to choose this diet? If their doctor tells them to go vegan, then yes. Okay. <laughs> or, or if they have a personal <laughs> conviction. I know, I mean, vegetarians have personal convictions. Right, Some, definitely. some do, at least. <clears throat> and in that sense, of course, I, I get it, right? But I don't. Yeah, that was something <laughs> so, that we talked about. You. That was something we talked about on the last episode is neither of us, and I don't think you do, Andre, hold convictions about animals being slaughtered for food. So, Okay, you use the word slaughtered, which is usually a word people use when they're trying to convict people. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, but I, I have uh, friends who have who can't have lactate or uh-huh. lactose right mm-hmm. so um and, and i had always known that she would or he would or any of my friends who are of that nature would have to go to extra effort to avoid those things mm-hmm. i'm uh, glad that i put myself through this week that you put me no <laughs> that you put me through this week where i could uh relate yeah i can sympathize like yeah you know makes sense I think I could do it again, willingly. Uh, I don't know for... I mean, I might be able to do a week, but I think maybe three or four days at a time, that would be more manageable. Yeah. But I think I could do it again. I don't think I could do it again. I could probably cut meat for... Or just cut meat, maybe for a longer period of time, but the dairy products is what got me. And I found that it... That buying food... I mean, I already buy fruits, and I don't buy fruit, actually. I almost never buy fruit. It only gets fruit for when I come over. <laughs> I <laughs> I buy a lot of vegetables, which... So that my budget didn't go up because... Or my, you know, my expenses didn't go up because I was buying more vegetables. It went up because I was buying more fruit, and I was buying... I had to go out and search for products that were, you know, soy-based or plant-based or something like that. Um... And so I ended up spending, you know, thirty-five, forty extra dollars at the end of the week on on food, hmm. and I can definitely sympathize. Like, it, man, if that's a doctor thing, like, yeah. if your body just can't keep down cheese for whatever reason, like, man, that I I feel for you because not it's only rough. is your stomach hurting, rough. but your your wallet's gonna be hurting too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So like getting a coconut substitute or whatever like like my dad took me out to coffee uh-huh. and i'm thinking what on earth might i get right and i ended up getting a um oat milk yeah or chata uh-huh. <laughs> coffee kind of it was it was really good but but nonetheless it was it has a price mm-hmm. substituting milk because it's it's not much work to get milk from a cow right but it's a lot of work to Soak oats or just soak almonds. Or yeah, just soak almond soy. milk is very expensive. Right. and it, But it's a huge hit, especially in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you guys, the listeners, you guys can see, um, it sh- they should be out by now, by the time that this episode comes out. Hopefully I can finish it up tonight, <laughs> the night that we're recording this. Um, but we're going to upload our vlogs, our vegan vlogs is what they're called. Um, we took videos of how our week was going and then our little wrap-up. So um, you guys will be able to see all of that in one place, um, most likely on Facebook. I'm sure we'll put uh, links on, like, Snapchat. Or not – well, Snapchat as well. We do have Snapchat. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll put on the rest of our platforms so that you guys can see it. But you'll probably be able to find it on Facebook is my guess. You can always throw it on YouTube or something too. Yeah, we could always easy. throw it on YouTube. <clears throat> So, um, you guys can look out for those, um, and we would love to hear your questions, your thoughts about a vegan diet, so, uh, 
definitely let us know. Um, Andre, what is your question of this week? So this is a uh, a question I've had recently with family and a couple other friends. Uh, which do you prefer, pie or cake? And for me, I'll, I'll start it. I'm a pie guy. Like, I, I almost despise cake. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I like pie a lot better. Can you give a reasoning for that? Um, for me, it feels... I don't, don't want to argue I don't like with you frosting. <laughs> I don't like frosting at all. Um, <clears throat> and, I don't know, pie is just... The crust is all nice, you know. <clears throat> pie it's is, more, generally uh, speaking, healthier. Oh, that too, I guess, yeah. And it's, uh, for me, pie feels more, like, sophisticated, so. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I would say, you know, like a birthday cake, sure, pie is more sophisticated. Pie disagrees. But red velvet, it doesn't get more sophisticated than I'm red velvet. I'm not a big fan of red velvet cake. You're not a big fan of cake, the only so you don't get a decision. cake I would like, <laughs> and it's not even really a cake, it's cheesecake, so. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cake. Yeah, cheesecake's uh, a that's tart, a bro. That's a tart. <laughs> Lava cake. How about that? Uh, okay, I can, Lemon I can like I can like cake, just not too much frosting. Okay, frosting is That's too fair. much for me. So Kai, you're on the cake spectrum. Yes, but hear me out. Okay, when you get married, don't you just can't you just wait to cut the pie? Oh, I'm so excited for that moment. <laughs> I mean, I says by preference, not which is better for specific moments. Well. Like, when, when you, you get a little get-together with your friends, you're going to get a pie rather than a cake. I may have heard the question wrong. But I said, it, which do you prefer? That's what okay, I said. Okay, <laughs> but in my mind, if the, if the question is, which is better, that can go many ways, and I, I would say cake is objectively better. But prefer, prefer. I have to, I mean, I can't argue with your your preference. <laughs> yeah, so there's I, no debating preferred. I can't debate preference, right? <laughs> you can't argue so sure, preferred. So sure, pie is... Pie is his preference. So we're going to argue which is better. But which is better? Cake. I feel like it's cake is too, like, it has to be an occasion. You can just have a slice of pie if you want. Having a slice of cake is just weird. Out of nowhere, that's just kind of weird. But not if it's cheesecake. But that's a tart. But it's a cake. That's cake look it up. Name. Look up right now. I'll look it I, don't, I guarantee cheesecake arguing. is a tart. I'm, and I'm sure it is. <laughs> but it's also a cake. Because it has cake in the name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, is cheesecake a tart? Question mark. There's or no way it's mark. really a cake, bro. Cheesecake is a tart. The structure of cheesecake is a compound of somewhat pastry shell with a cr- custard-like filling and sometimes contains fruit. Despite the confusing terminology, cheesecake is by no means... So it's neither. <laughs> it's neither a pie because it isn't topped with any pa- uh, any pastries. Mm-hmm. And it's not a cake because there's, there's no custard-like filling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't give a reason as to why it's not a cake. Because there's no. Custard. I need more proof. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> that was me slamming my hand on the table. Objection, Your Honor. I need more proof. That's okay. Uh, okay, but <clears throat> so are you saying cake is solely uh, broken down into? It has to have like a bready substance, and yes. like a sponge, and then and then frosting, then frosting, and then sponge, then frosting. Pretty much, yes. Because that's not what I would say. Because lava cake is cake. And you agreed with me. And that's why you differentiated between cake and cake with frosting. Okay, I'm talking like traditional birthday cake. 
But that's not the question. The question is whether cake or pie is I better. made the question. <laughs> no, we moved on from that. Follow along. No, you, you pie people. <laughs> Can't follow along. So, so cake, to me, is more of a kid dessert. And pie is for more for adults. Damn, he's out here taking shots. Noah is struggling. He doesn't know what to think here. No, I've already made an opinion. Oh, let's... Shoot it, man. I want to <laughs> argue against Noah, so whatever you choose, I'm on the other side. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like oh, pie man. or cake. Dude, pie's the best. Or cheesecake. <laughs> or pudding. <laughs> I don't like any of those, and okay. so I choose ice cream. Every but hear time. me out. Ice cream cake. Yeah, I like, I like ice cream cake. Okay. So like now ice that he, cream with so the, now the that cherry he chose pie, cake, though. So now that he chose cake, hear me out. Pie. <laughs> you can you can put okay. you can put any fruit in between two pieces of bread, pastry, sure, and it's a cake. It's a pie. I'm sorry, I'm losing losing my vocabulary. And and I I I agree with the sophistication under certain circumstances, but I we gotta back up right because if we look at okay. pie as a whole or cake as a whole, pie, pie is pie? hold on hold on pie is not a whole number. I was about to go there. <laughs> I was about to say pi brings the fundamentals of radians, oh, which man. I think is a, is way better than the degree system. All right, <laughs> and so it brings into question radians. It brings all of these angles. How to calculate the circumference of a circle? How to differentiate the surface area of a sphere? Dude, pi can get you anywhere you want in life. Yeah, there's a lot of angles you can take with pi. Any angles? That's funny. You sound like you want to say pie. No, I Ah. don't choose either of them. That's my opinion. I'm not choosing either. Um, let us know the question. Yeah, let us know. Unbeliever pie for the win up top. (laughs) Let us know what you guys think. Is pie better or is cake better, or should we actually use the degree system? Let us know. (laughs) We'll get back at you guys right here after the break. Welcome back from the ad break. Um, You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, You guys can support us monthly. You know, you guys know all that good stuff, hopefully, if you've been around for a while. Um, We say it a lot. Yeah, we do say it a lot. I do want to highlight Facebook, though. Um, We announced um, our next guest... um, that we're going to have that episode live streamed on Facebook. So you guys can go over to our Facebook page. Um, you guys can see the time, the details for that. Um, and you guys can also figure out who our next guest is. So go over there to our Facebook, check it out, make sure that you click that you're going to be at the event. Um, because we are going to live stream it at the, at that time, um, at that time and date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's another thing about Facebook that's important. We oh, we're going to share about that at oh. the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Disregard that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, you have content for us today. You I are our have. leader. You don't have a game like Kai's game last week, which was really good. We got super good Ooh. reviews. Got a lot to live up to. Um, <laughs> but Andre, what do you have for us today? <clears throat> so the topic today is... Um, like generational gap and you know p- 
people, the way to think of it is, you know, like, uh, quote-unquote, like, elderly people, which, you know, have come to be called boomers now, mm-hmm. um, versus, like, another group, which, um, for us, uh, us three, technically, we're identified as Gen Z, but we identify more with millennials, even though they're older than us. That's my but, truth. But, yeah, typically... We identify with them. Um, but I wanted to point out the differences and, you know, stereotypes and what our thoughts are on. So Cool. And um, I have some clarifying questions. Um, Gen X, what is... Are we throwing them in with... Are we considering them along with boomers? Baby boomers? Uh, they're close. So, I mean, just grab them. Okay. Might as well. Because uh, my parents would fall into the mm-hmm. Gen X category. So you do want to group oh, Gen actually, X and boomers? And baby boomers. Well, because I those recognize are they're starkly different. Yeah, in my opinion, they're very. Different. Yeah. Okay. Well, because we'll, we'll group. Um, ooh. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll <laughs> just call ourselves. We'll we'll call ourselves the Gen Z. Okay. Okay. And we'll group millennials with Gen X. Because my my brother is just outside mm. of uh, millennial. Or yeah, he's just outside millennials, and he's twenty three. So. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Let's, let's what, try that. Do you have any other? If, cool, if anything, you know, we could just specify every we one whenever we mention each it. situation. Yeah. Do you have any other clarifying questions, Kai? Um, are we going to go over histories of you know what made each generation what it is? Who named? Uh, who came up with the names? We could look up who came up with the names. Actually. I mean, I didn't look it up. So. All right. No worries. <laughs> Can I mind if I say it then? What, what I know it. at least. Yes. Go for it. Um, so, baby boomers. The term, mm-hmm. uh, came, the term of the baby boom was when uh, all these people came back from World War Two. I think it was World War Two at least. Hope so. It wasn't World War One. Anyways, they came back from World War Two. All these uh, veterans and lots of deaths at the time. So people realized, wow, life is short and fleeting. Let's have babies. Mm-hmm. And so a huge rush of babies came into the world. Would you say a boom of babies? That's not a pun. That's just that's the term that's they used. <laughs> You're literal on the podcast all the freaking time. <laughs> I get yelled at from both you guys when I do it once. That's what he's known for. You weren't for trying that. to be literal. That's you what were he's trying known to make for. a pun. No, I was being literal. No, you weren't. I was, okay. You said, would Anyways, you consider that continue. a boom of babies? Putting emphasis on boom because you think it's a special mix of two words, which is actually, you know, the word, the only <laughs> definition of that word they use in this context. Give me both definitions and I'll call it a pun. But you were trying to make a pun, and it was... I was, was not a, trying to make a pun at all. Then why were you repeating hey, baby hey, boom? Mo- moving on, moving on. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I don't want him to attack oh my, my humor, because oh. he said something silly. <laughs> I <laughs> said something yes. silly. Yes! Okay. Oh, if boy. you could have heard yourself. Okay. Yeah, would you call it boom babies? <laughs> Dude, if we could go back and listen to it right now, I would. Damn. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> all right. We'll move past. We'll move past. Boom on, Kai. Putting putting my pride aside. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. There was a boom of babies and because of the World War. Uh, There was also a book published called the uh, Gerber Baby book. It had a lot of advice to take care of babies because there was a lot of babies and people wanted to know how to take care of them. 
natural, right? But a lot of the advice was very strange. Noah, could you look up some of the uh, advice just so we can get an example on the podcast? Yes. Um, advice of what? The Gerber Baby Book. It was... Uh, I mean, it'll make more sense looking into it, but the, the book that was published had a lot of advice that today we would look back at and think, wow, that's actually very strange. That doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, looks like the... It's showing a bunch of recent books instead. Hmm. One from 79. Is that too recent? Uh, no. That would make sense. But, like, uh, my dad was born in the 70s, and his mom, my grandma, was uh, well aware of this book. And people uh, would know, generally, the ideas that would come out of this book, and they would think, oh, of course. Like, why don't you uh, put... A, a slice of lemon in your baby's mouth to make them more whatever, right? It, ab- absurd things that probably did work, but really out of cause and effect, rather, and it didn't have the best idea or what we would think of today. I really wish we could come up with an example. But yeah, I don't have any. In- yeah. I mean, I love, I can keep looking. No, it's it's perfectly fine. Um, if anything, try to put PDF. I am not certain where the term Gen X came from at all. I'm... Uh, but millennial is fairly self-explanatory. It's yeah. the generation that would come up and grow and live in the uh, the new millennium, you know, because the year 2000 was coming. Everyone's freaking out. Mayan mm-hmm. calendar, all that stuff. And woo, millennial. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry for the boring history lesson, but I just wanted to, you know, sometimes sometimes the context tells you things that you, you, know, you need to know to make some good arguments. Mm. All right. Uh, anyways, let's move back to what Andre had to say. So... Stuff. <laughs> There's a few categories, and I'll get into it. Um, well, um, so for the first one, we're going to talk about is um, the main one people think about is um, for work ethic, because most people, I'm, I'm sure they did, you know, they they worked hard for their stuff, but they act like everyone nowadays doesn't, and they just want handouts, which I can say there's a fair share of people that do that, but it's kind of hard to get grouped with it. But, yeah, that's a stereotype. <coughs> so. What do you... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying, like, the newer generation, they act like there's... They have no work ethic at all. So, and, you're saying that the boomers think that the generations now have no work ethic. Yes, or very, very little. Because uh, they... A <coughs> lot of them think, you know, they're just... Um, kids, you know, you hear kids nowadays just want handouts and stuff, so... <laughs> it, de- it depends on the person and which I'll get to that later but um, that's the stereotype okay yeah I I definitely see that stereotype playing out um, uh, and obviously these are just our opinions um, a lot of this is opinion um, but I think that the the war had a very big play on that stereotype um, because I mean, at our age, they were enlisting mm-hmm. or, um, you know, choosing which branch of the military that they were going to go into. And obviously the military is going to whip you into shape real quick. Oh. Um, and you're going to come out with incredible worth work ethic. Um, and you're going to work hard for your money. Um, and, you know, back then, I should look it up, but I'm sure minimum wage was much lower than it is now. For sure. 
For sure. Well, to be fair, money was worth less back then. Yeah, definitely. Um, And so, yes, I can see how they think like other people nowadays. They just want to be handed things. Yeah, but something the thing about the thing is like uh obviously it's like depends on the situation per person and stuff. Um but I, I know a lot of people that are our age and, and you know, we're say we're gonna group millennials with us, uh-huh. I think, right? Um and yeah. they are like I know a lot of people that are millennials that like work really hard for their stuff. And it, it kinda sucks for them to get grouped into that thing. So I had a friend work on a, a classmate work on a thesis at school, and she, her thesis title uh, was long, too long for me to remember, <laughs> but something along the lines of millennials are not, um, you know, lazy kids living in their parents' basements till they turn 30. Millennials are out in the world ready to make a change, making a change right now. Something like that, like that, except it was a, it sounded prettier, I'm yeah, sure, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had it memorized and she spent a long time on it. Um, and she pointed out a number of articles like how, oh yes, this generation coming up, the millennials, they still haven't moved out of their parents' basements. Wow. And, and, oh, these millennials aren't getting any jobs. They're just playing video games in their parents' basement, right? That's the stereotype is that you can't, you're not growing up and you're not moving out, which I feel that has, um, lessened a bit in the last three to five years, but I mean, I still see it as a, l- a bit, a bit of a stereotype. It's harder to put that on the Gen Z because Gen Z is just growing up and Gen mm-hmm. Z is still playing Fortnite. But see, and I can understand why people stay longer at home for you know the amount of time they do because the cost of living is going up in most places, so it's harder to save up for those kind of things. You know, if you don't have like a partner growing with you, so I can see that side. Well, and I I, I, I want to pull the reins back on this conversation okay. because I um, because I want to differentiate. Living in your parents' basement, in my opinion, has nothing to do with work ethic, um, and I think that uh, the age gap here can be split into three different groups: millennials, our age of people who are those like in between people, where mm-hmm. are like. Our parents still made us go and play outside every day, but we had just got a, a, a fresh, like one of the newer computers, mm-hmm. and that was sitting in the office, you know, but we're still made to go outside every day. And then we have like Gen Z, um, who their parents didn't make them go outside every day, and they continuously were updating that computer and yeah. using that computer. Did, have you guys ever played on N64? Yes. Yes. Okay, then never mind. I forget um, what I was going to say. <laughs> and so, I, the, with the work ex- ethic thing, I, I think about um, my the career uh, the career prospects that I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know, creatives and accountants, and you know, going and working for big firms. Mm-hmm. I would agree that they have really good work ethic. I I don't think that the stereotype fits them. However, us an ARG age group that like in between phase and um, Gen Zers, I would agree with the boomers because I have countless friends who, yeah, they're still living at home, whatever, mm-hmm. but they can't keep a job to save their lives because they don't have work ethic. I don't think that there's a correlation between staying home with your parents and work ethic. I was talking with um, 
a manager of Burgerville. I'm, I would say I'm a close friend with him. I'm not sure what he would actually say. But anyways, I was talking with uh, my friend, the manager of Burgerville, and he described how nowadays, in order to kind of rise the ranks and to get higher up in a job if you want to be promoted, you show up on time every day. Yeah. And that's enough to get you promoted? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. No. It used to be. Yeah, job standards are going low. Lower. Well, so. And and that's that's a weird thing about a really good economy is it always seems a bit counterintuitive that when there's a really good economy, it's really hard to start a business to get people to work for mm-hmm. because everyone has a job. Mm-hmm. And when it's a bad economy, it's really easy to get a job. But you have to... <sighs> no, I said that last part wrong. When it's a bad economy, it's hard to get a job and it's hard to keep a job. So yet, So the people who are staying consistent would be not keeping a job or would would just be keeping a job not rising the ranks but someone who is showing up late who isn't clocking in their hours who's taking sick days hands for all in their, their pockets sure right that's like okay we're gonna send this person out we're gonna get someone who understands the value of work ethic right some reason having a good economy is the other way around so because we have such a good economy today showing up on time is enough to where you can rise the ranks yeah and well, in a, in a in someone in a position of you know a Gen Z would go to Andre's point of, um, oh what what did you say? But it would go to the idea of like well you know work situations aren't good or you know um, millennials feel this like they're change they're or not millennials sorry like that in between phase and Gen Zers. They're out there changing the world because they've seen what the millennials could do. That's what you were yeah. talking about. Is they're out there changing the world, and actually, I think that's what Kai said. Gen Zers will be, you know, the leading force in changing the world because the millennials are going to give them all the tools to do so. Um, but I think there's a good correlation between work ethic and uh, a Gen Zer or even our generation's sense of entitlement. Is um, you know. They show up to a job, and their argument is, well, I'm not treated well. Like, I work this crappy restaurant job where, or I'm the dishwasher in the back. And to a boomer's point, they would say, well, that's work ethic. You need to develop that Mm -hmm. work ethic. You need to power through those tough times, you know. Mm -hmm. I get that. And uh, I see another kind of trend when it comes to work ethic or or jobs and job keeping. Um, I'm going way back. My great-grandfather, he's still alive today. He's an amazing, God-fearing man. Um, I love him. He doesn't uh, have the greatest health to be able to get up and move out of the house. But, yeah. he, I mean, he's my great-grandfather. Right. Yeah. He has a great-great-grandson that he gets to see and hang out with. Yeah. That's crazy. He's, you know, we have, we have <laughs> compact generations. Yeah. But anyways, so uh, when he was growing up, he was real young. His dad was trying to make ends meet during the Great Depression. And he didn't, he didn't have all that it could, all it could do, right? He didn't have the best work ethic, maybe. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Right. He went to his brother, my great-grandfather's uncle, and said, hey, can you uh, take my son, take him in, and can you take care of him? Because my uncle was more well-off. Uh, and he said, yes, but under one condition. You can't come back for him. So my uncle took him in as his own child and raised him as his own child until my great-grandfather's uncle died. Dang. And and he called his uncle dad, things of that nature. Um, but growing up in the Great Depression, he learned that you really do have to work in order to keep the job that you have. Yeah. 
right? So he, he worked at IBM. He was brilliant. He would walk inside buildings or computers the sizes of buildings, right? And then fix something. Dang. And, and it, was, it was great. Uh, but he had less time to spend with his family because he had to work to work more keep right. his family sustained. Yeah. Uh, and then my grandma saw that. And on the flip side, she wanted to spend more time with family. And um, I'm not I'm not that she wanted to spend less time working because that's certainly not how it was. That's right. not that's not my grandma. But mm-hmm. but she cared so much about. Um, well, she went into the hippie revolution. I'm gonna say it, <laughs> right? She 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 joined the hippie revolution, had the time of her life. Uh, but then settled down and had a family and moved out. Okay. And and I almost I almost wonder if it's this big pendulum swing where. Like, all right, one person has uh, a bit of workaholism, and then it swings down to almost the opposite, and then yeah. one person has a bit of mm-hmm. workaholism, then it swings down to be the opposite, opposite, right? Yeah. And sure, there are outside factors like the Great Depression, but it's still something I'm seeing a bit played throughout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it seems to be that pendulum of, like, my parents did this, and so I don't want to do that with my kids. Um, and it's almost never the opposite. Um yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely, I think that the the pendulum is a very big theme. Yeah. So, um, move on to the next topic, which is morals. Um, and it, I'm, for the most part, you know, which is like, it's like right and wrong and stuff. Um, for the most part, I do feel like um, I don't even think it's like. It, it depends on the person, like, you know, we, that's the theme, I guess. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty even, I guess, across the board, except people more our days sometimes don't use their brain to think about those kind of things. They just kind of do it. And, and I can say the same thing for the older people, that they, you know, do the same thing. Um, but, yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Sorry, that was really vague. Uh, yeah, I need a more concrete example of of a moral. So, like, l- let's just say, you know, they're brought up with a situation, and they have to decide uh, based off of a specific thing. I would say, like, one benefits them, but it throws someone else down. Do you, So, do you mean a difficult ethical question, like, okay, am I going to steal this bread to feed my family? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, I mean... It really depends. Want me to give my two cents, Noah? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling. No worries. Um, I, huh, where was I going to go with this? So, it's always easy to see what your parent does wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more difficult to keep in mind what they do right. So, I see very often someone saying, all right, I am never going to do this like it was done to me, right? And then... They go, and even though they do earnestly their best, they keep that generational effort where it's like, this is how I was taught to be a parent by my parents. Mm-hmm. And then even though they try not to do it, they do it. Mm-hmm. But then in the same way, I see um, them make, they, they could, hear me, they could make even more mistakes having not paid attention to all the good stuff their parents were doing. It's like, I what I see more in... Um, Gen Xers or Boomers is that growing up harder makes you appreciate the good stuff more. Right. And we've been under such a good economy for such a long time that I think Gen Z or Millennials struggle to see 
how great things really are and di- and can delve into the the less I mean sure they'll care, they'll care financially and fiscally for their family but they will care less emotionally and less in that nature you know not being a steady father not being uh, a considerate husband things of that nature yeah whereas like I could see my uh, you know I mean every generation has their own issues but you pick up issues from others I guess I like it <laughs> <laughs> sorry I don't know where I was going with that one it's uh, no worries no worries we could just skip I guess I can't think of any moral differences between that's right kind of says it boomers and uh, Gen Z's I mean um, actually I do see one um, and I've gotten in arguments with my dad about this actually um, uh Many boomers don't understand that um, friends can be equal to family. Um, That's true. And I've I've gotten in arguments with my dad about this. Um, is that just because uh, they're my family, that doesn't mean? And I could be wrong on this. Actually, this could be you know a, a terrible way to live. Um, <laughs> But just because they're in my family doesn't mean I'm going to treat them like family. Family, to me, means a relationship. Um, and there are... I have friends that are closer to me than family, and I would consider them family, you know? There's and, an effort that needs to be put in. Yeah, I see. Friends like a, who? <laughs> what? Friend, friends like who? Like, um... Yeah, I can't... Nothing comes oh, to mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's tough. And so I think... That might, I don't know if that's a moral difference. Um, maybe it you is. You could put it under there of, for the category wise. Caring, caring for one party more than, in, more than the other. So caring for friends more than family. So. That raises an interesting question in my mind. Would you say that blood is thicker than water? And what I mean by that, that's a, uh, that saying is often put in, thrown into the conversation where would you put family before country? Or would you put country before family? That's a good question. Maybe it's a question for another day. <laughs> Probably because, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a question right. for a different day. We'll come day. back to that. I'll write that down. All right, Andre. Anyway, so we'll move on to the next one. And this one, I guess I can talk a little bit more about it. And this is like a uh, respect aspect. And one example I can give is, you know, when you go out to like a restaurant or something... A lot of older people will tend to leave the plates and stuff, and they treat it as like that's their job. Granted, it is, but it's really, I mean, at least my family did it, it's considerate to stack the plates all so it's easier for them to grab it. And I feel like that's a respect thing to them. And also, <coughs> I can uh, give another example too, is like respecting other people's opinions on stuff and beliefs. And I feel like our generation is better at that. Uh, how so? Because a lot of times back then, um, it's like, you get treated like uh, it's my way, or like one way is the right way to follow, and you can't, I mean, you can, depends on the person, but it's 
they didn't they don't see the other side much if that makes sense <laughs> and then as opposed to now you think that that's better um for for uh occasional stuff um i do think like like the first example about like putting plates together for other people so they can do that make it easier on them um i do think we're better at that interesting <laughs> Kai, what are your thoughts about this plate example? Huh. Um, First of all, do you guys stack the plates for someone else? I do. Yeah. Um, no. I don't. definitely don't. I'm, I mean, I've done it before. It depends on, you know, how high-end the restaurant is, I suppose. Because yeah. if I'm at a place where it's like, dim the lights... Pull out some red wine. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to stack the plates. Right. Because that's unprofessional. Uh-huh. But if I'm at an Applebee's, yeah, I'll stack the plates. If uh, I'm at a, you know, some place that... Also, it might just be from me because I had a bigger family. Uh, going into places, there's a lot of plates and I don't, you know, we don't want to do that. And then I guess I just kind of continued on to me. So, like, if I go one-on-one with someone or something tend to stack the plates to make it easier on them so hmm. interesting i i definitely don't um i mean that's in my opinion that's their job that's their job is to take the plates away and and serve me as i'm eating i shouldn't have to worry about cleaning up my mess if i'm going out to eat well i mean under that logic it's also their job to deal with people who are just being jerks right so so you have every right to be a jerk that doesn't call into question if it's respectful. Yeah, definitely. And and I think about like my own home. If I am eating chicken nuggets, or this is a, this is a very practical example. My wife's <laughs> eating chicken nuggets, and she's squirt ketchup all over the plate. I don't want her to stack that plate so then there's ketchup on the bottom of the plate that I'm trying to wash. It just it, it doesn't do it for me. I don't like that. Like, it, okay. you just made yourself more of a mess. Well, I've worked in a restaurant, and you wash all the dishes at the same time in, like, one pool of water. So yeah, it comes I know off that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as a, I don't see it as a respect thing. I really, I, I think I'm still in, I mean, you could call it a boomer mindset if you want, but <laughs> I think that they're, a server's job is to serve me. And um, I don't think I should have to stack the plates for them. And, well, then that, that's and you don't have to. No. That mindset. But. And I definitely, but I definitely don't. But is it respectful? And that's why uh, I wanted to be more specific about the context that I'm eating in. Because I would find it disrespectful if I'm stacking a plate in a super high-end place. Yeah, definitely. Like, if I'm spending $25 a plate, I'm not going to stack it. Not because... Whoa, I spent so much, you deserve to stack my plate. But because um, it's not fair that the people around me at n- neighboring tables would have to see a, me stacking a plate. Like, that's really, it's really unprofessional. No, it is it, very it's, unprofessional. It's not, that it's it's disrespectful for them that they would have to see it. Well, and, and ideally, if the server's doing their job correctly, as the plates are getting finished, wouldn't they be taking them away? would like you know you finish up with your appetizers that plate's gone so that you can there's more room for plates on the table 
you finish your meal, you know, not everybody finishes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Those plates go away so that the dessert menu can be brought out. I mean, does that it, make sense? I think again, that it depends on how high end the place is. Yeah. Because if I'm going to a place that has two different forks, one with three prongs, one with four prongs, mm-hmm. and a knife next to it all on the left, and then two different spoons on the right, right, one that's more wide, then yeah, they're gonna have all the plates also there with a, even a garter plate. Yeah, the, I mean they're gonna be chilled and everything. A flashing plate. I mean, yeah, yeah. right. Whereas if I go to a place where it's like, all right, how many in your party? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Come this way, and then she grabs like four sets of forks and knives and spoons and wrapped in napkins and then sets them around the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so much less high end that I expect her to bring me the plate w- with her. Right. Like when I order the food, mm-hmm. she brings a, f- a plate with food on it. Yeah. <laughs> on, do you have any other uh, respect examples for us? Anything else tangible or Kai, um, do you have any other thoughts? So, so um, about how boomers are, yeah, so respect um, is different. Than it, it depends, like you know, on the like I've brought that up multiple times, but um, you know, I'm just gonna bring it like together, like you know, people if they have a different sexuality or something, uh-huh. um, it's it doesn't affect you, so like you should. That's what I'm saying. Like our generation, I feel is better at respecting that for other people versus older people because they're like, no, you can't do that. But, like, it really has no effect on them, but they're just going to say it because they want to. Um, i got to be careful with this. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. Um, I think that sexuality has a very big part and play in culture. Um, even um, in what you identify as um, affects our, our military. And we've seen it happen. Um, we had... Uh, Kai, you'll have to help me out. We had a transgender uh, enlist in the military or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that played a huge role in culture. Um, I don't think it affected a boomer directly. Um, but I don't think it didn't indirectly. If that makes sense. Well, so... Um, can I come from a different perspective? Yes. The opposite perspective. I, um, see if I am in a store, you know, and I see that the clerk ringing me up from all I can observe is a man. And I say, thank you, sir. And then that person responds to me, excuse me, I am a woman. Then he is choosing to conflict with me. Whereas I was trying to use a respectful term to respect what I, what to my opinion was a man, uh-huh. and that person has chosen to offend me, and to take offense to themselves, and I feel disrespected when that happens to me, just because I wanted to go out of my way to be nice, whereas I could have said nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that way, where people are trying to assert what they call their truth over my truth, I find disrespect in that nature. Yeah, this this and is it's, it's not my intent to offend anyone by right, by right, saying right. sir because again that's the term of respect. No, I, want no, I, to, get you. I want that person to feel like they're mm-hmm. yeah, important yeah. because they are. They're special. Yeah. I want to treat. I was raised to treat people not how they are, but how they could be. Yeah. I yeah. want to treat everyone like they're a prince, like they're a king, like they're a princess, yeah. a queen, right? Because mm-hmm. that's how they deserve to be treated. But I go yeah. out and try to respect them, and they're <laughs> <laughs> um. This is a very slippery slope. Oh, topic. for sure, for sure. Um, and. 
Uh, it's more fun to run down. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, for for boomer, I get I get what you're saying. Where boomers have this um, this mentality of like it's my way or the highway. Um, kind of Bible thumper. I think. Of. Yeah, I think the the sexuality one is really really difficult because it does depend on the boomer. There are some boomers out there that uh, that choose to not make it an issue and then there are others that go out uh, of their way to not necessarily go out of their way but you know they'll say something um and of all of the people that i have met um of all the people that i have met that are struggling with sexuality or identify as something different um they are usually a millennial or an our age bracket Mm -hmm. um and they're out there trying to change the world they're trying to change culture and um uh, many people take change differently so boomers take change differently and you know the person trying to affect change on on culture um i i believe that change takes a bold approach and um i know there's many people that would agree and if it's being upfront with a boomer hey you don't call me that and you know this argument starts, you know, so be it. That's how sometimes how change needs to be made. But, um, that one's hard (laughs) because I don't see that. And at least in the sexuality one, Mm -hmm. this, this idea, um, there's a lot of, there's, there's room for a lot of disrespect on both sides. Um, and, and I definitely think that, um, Boomers are affected indirectly uh, by someone identifying as something. I totally based on another thing um, that I kind of slipped over. So, like, uh, let's just say uh, it is for a thing. What I wrote is I wrote uh, both, like, the generational groups act very entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just say for two people going into a parking spot or something and like, let's just say the younger person goes in, um, even if they've been there longer or something or maybe, okay, let's just flip it. No, so the older person goes in first while the other person has been there longer. Mm-hmm. That person is not going to give a shit. The person who went in, he'd be like, oh, I'm older. I should have, I should get this, which in my mind, I mean, you, you realistically should, but you don't like, have to think about that or, or, like, say it rudely. So, like, if the other person went in, they're going to just start yelling. Like, be like, oh, I should get that one. Like, just because you're older? And I don't know if that's, like, <laughs> like regardless the wrong of, way to say it. Regardless of um, whoever's being mean to whomever, it's it's whether you're intentionally mean is, is the respect. Because, that's true. And, and I, I see that's what you're pointing out is because – um, like you said, that older person might actually deserve to go in first, mm-hmm. but it's it's whether or not he would uh, call like, out, "Hey, I deserve to go first, right? Because then you're intentionally creating conflict in a matter that makes no difference. Well, right? and, <laughs> and respect is completely subjective to the person trying to hold that respect. Um, in in that scenario, it raises, and even the the last ones that we've talked about, mm-hmm. it raises the question: Should um, 
should we hold, should we treat elders um, with higher respect and higher authority because they are older, because they have been through a lot, because they do hold um, a lot of knowledge, or should we just count them as an everyday person? And I think that's a good question to ask when answering one of these, because if you don't see elders as a higher people, um, or, you know, as something that you can gain from, then yeah, it does make more sense. It does seem more respectful to just take the spot for yourself and move on. Uh, But if you hold elders to a higher degree, then you're going to let them get that parking spot that's close to the store so that they don't have to walk in the rain with their cane or whatever, you know? And so it depends on what your view of elders are and how uh, you choose to respect them. So I, growing up, I was taught to respect my elders, and I, me personally, I do. Um, but I have met uh, my fair share of older people who are just assholes. Like, there's no need for it. They're just rude about everything. And that's where I'm like, if I was in the situation, sometimes you just let it go. You know, don't hold a grudge on things, and then it just starts getting deep. I mean, specifically, um, me, you know, uh, I'm Asian, right? Mm -hmm. And I was in a, a mall with my dad, and then some, like, old white dude came up to us. Um, it was like, do you guys know the way back to Asia? I'm like, Damn. I'm like, what is that? What are you, what is that for? Like, I'm just minding my own business. Yeah. Like, why you gotta be like that? And that's where I'm like, that's where I'm kind of coming from. <laughs> Send um, him to Argentina to join Hitler. Why don't you? <laughs> what? Uh, who do you guys think is more respectful? Do you guys think, uh, that's such a broad term. Who do you think is more respectful of ideas? Because that's where you're coming for at the beginning of this question. Who do you think is more respectful of ideas? Boomers or um, uh, millennials slash Gen Z? And I'm not talking about um, today. I'm talking about today's new age ideas culture mm-hmm. and 40 years ago culture. Who is more respectful of those ideas uh because if you when you put it like that it seems to weigh out on the scale pretty evenly yeah yeah because while you could depends on what you've experienced so well yes and you could make the argument um you know boomers are super disrespectful and they're very in your face about ideas of the past, you can make on the flip side, you mm-hmm. could say, well, millennials are very critical of boomer ideas and that those are outdated and, you know, we should just kill everyone under over the, over the age of 60. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if we are going that route. You get, you get what I'm saying, though. I, I, I get what you're talking about. But, um, so to me, they, they weigh out very even. And I have had experiences yeah. where, where a, you know, a boomer will sit in my face and tell me that, the only way that I'm going to be successful in life is if I go to school for six years and get my master's in business. Whereas I've also had um, millennials disrespect me for choosing a degree and going that route. (laughs) 
I'm gonna go with personal experience. I mean, outside of like family. Um, actually, I can't even say it. No, because I mean, like, I have have run come across um, disrespectful kids our age, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm about to slap you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, I go to like you know meet an elder person, and they're like super nice. I'm like, thanks. But uh-huh. then you know, flip it. Some guy's super rude about something that's older, and then someone like our age is really, really nice about the same kind of situation, and it's kind of, kind of stuck in the middle ground. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. What do you think, Kai? And I'm not gonna answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You just gonna uh, let it be. Well, I mean, because we're gonna be the older generation soon, right? I saw an interesting just statistic that said if something invented when you're uh, young it's it's cool like you'll grow up it's commonplace when it's in, if it's invented when you're around 20 then you'll kind of reach into this area where it's like oh i can i like this it's new it's exciting and i can major in it but if it's invented when you're 30 or older it's foreign and it shouldn't belong in this world so i mean one day we're gonna be the older we're gonna be ooh, those old gen z millennial people right and they're gonna think that we're the disrespectful ones because we don't want this new invention. Right. We don't want to use a hover car because it seems unsafe. Yeah. Right. I mean, change is hard to swallow. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. I'm, I see it. I like the hover car example, though. <laughs> or, and my question, where is the hover skateboard that we saw in 2015 in uh, Back to the Future? That's what I'm looking for, honestly. So many wonderful inventions in Back to the Future that haven't come to light yet. Where's Self, self-tying shoes and well, stuff? Well, yeah, where's it? Actually, I've seen, I think I saw one of those recently. But where's the, where's the mini pizza that you put into the fridge and after like a second of cooking, <laughs> boom, it's a big <laughs> deep dish pizza. Well, I remember the uh, self-tying shoes are also self-sizing. Remember in that movie? Like, it oh, was yeah, size that's like pretty, 16, that's you put it in, then it switched to his size. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys have cool. you guys have any other thoughts on respect? I think we I think we covered thoughts? it with change, is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I'm just leaving it at a middle, I guess. All right. <laughs> I mean, whatever I say against either side is gonna hurt me. It's facts from either side. <laughs> Sit on the fence, brother. <laughs> if I say that the youngins are bad, then I'm calling myself bad. If I say the old people are bad, then I'm calling myself fifty years bad. So yeah, that's fair. Well, and it's not. We're just at this point. We're just outweighing the options because I think yeah, we're we've reached, just we've reached the point where we're not deciding. We're just discussing. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So the next one up is uh, political views, and I guess the reason I thought about it is typically uh, people our age are more on the democratic side, um, while older you know older groups are more on Republican side. I mean, depending, but right. There's the typically. Well, there's a common saying that you yeah. also have to take into account where we live. We That's are true. on the someone. I can guarantee it's probably different in the south. <laughs> oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, different on the east coast. So we're talking about the region that we are yes. in right now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no. I I think that widespread. There, yeah, there's a common saying across the whole United States. That when you're young, you're a liberal, and when you're old, you're a conservative. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a common saying, because it's only true in Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, I mean, that was just the open. Uh, that's really it. <laughs> I think it, 
I think um, it has to play on. It has a. I think a. And I could be wrong. I think a big part has to do with age. Um, That's ageist. It is very ageist. Ageism, Noah. Um, I think about like my own life. <laughs> I want laws that enable me to do things. I want laws that allow me like more what? freedom, grant me more freedom. Like what? Uh, I don't want my guns taken away. That's not a... Okay, I guess it is a law. <laughs> I don't want my guns taken away, okay? And... Um, the object flashes me the two. <laughs> but I, I am pretty confident, like Kai was saying, that in 50 years, there are going to be these multiple... These multitude of school shootings, and I'm going to flip to the other side and say... Gun safety, it's not, worth it. it's not worth it. And then my guns should be locked up along with all these other people because my grandkids could get shot in the school. I think you completely misunderstood my statement. Liberal when you're young. That means no guns when you're young. <coughs> Conservative when you're old. Hold on, I'm just making just making okay. a point here. Alright, I'm following. Um I'm just confused. I think now <laughs> um as young people, we want laws that enable us to do things. As old, as when we get old, we will have the life experience to say, that was a bad idea. We need laws to prohibit us from doing things. Kai disagrees. I do disagree. Why do you disagree? I think I, think I like the idea, you know, the flip, flip thing. And I think it depends on the person. I feel like most people will flip sides because um, I've been very flip-floppy. I'm not old, but like... I, I go on each side, and that's why I'm, like, consider myself independent. I can't really decide. There's pick and choose. And a lot of people think, you know, once you're on one side, you have to follow everything on that side. And that's kind of closed-minded about it, but, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, I, I want Noah to understand that the Second Amendment isn't a law. It's that was just an example. <laughs> that was just an example. You're getting hung up on that. Yeah, he's not being specific. Because it's wrong. Example. <laughs> You're getting hung up on that. I'm, I'm trying to use that to go for an overarching theme. Because you, uh, are you agreeing with me that... Okay, what do you think conservative means? Let me go back. I... No, I, I, I I'm, I'm, not, I'm leaving the two parties out. I am not even talking about the two parties so we're having a political discussion that has nothing to do with oh. conservative and liberal <laughs> correct okay i'm following i will argue with the abolition of these two parties can i Everyone i'm saying <laughs> that man i think the problem with america is that there is the two parties um there's more than two but sure. i mean there is just the two primary ones um right i'm saying that right now I want laws that enable me to do things. I want laws that um, grant me choices, if that makes sense. However, I have a feeling, and I'm pretty confident, that when I get to be 50, 60, 70 years old, I'm going to look back at my youth and go, that was probably a bad idea. This could have... And I think school shootings is a good one, um, is a good... Uh, example is because it's only getting worse. Um, right now, I think it, my gun should not be taken away. However, in 50, 60 years, when my grandkids are put under the pressure of school shootings, I'm probably going to flip to the other side. I could be wrong, but and that example expands amongst all other laws. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 
as much as I don't want to take a political side, he's gonna take a political. Side. <laughs> I do see. Do you see the overarching without? Right, I yeah. do, and I see school shootings getting worse, mm-hmm. but I also see more gun laws. And I'm not gonna say that that's a coral. That's a causation, right? Because it's too difficult to tell. No, it definitely is. But it's. Should I use <laughs> another example? If you want. Um. <laughs> I think the government should exist to make roads and to have an army readily available and uh, to preserve natural forests, and that's it. Actually, maybe not even the forest one. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think the people should be in charge of the rest. Uh-huh. I want, he's made clear he's a very anti-government. I so want, with – hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me use this right here in this, as an example. Okay. Right now – you think, based – and I could be wrong, but let's just per se – based on your youth and the age that you are now with the limited knowledge that you have now, you – Thank you for insulting me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say something. Um, based on that, you want um, the government to only control these little, these few things. However, I want the government to let me make the choice, which is what you want. Yes, However, 50, 60, 70 years down the road, that mindset mindset could change and you may want the government to say, no, let's do all these other things, X, Y, and Z, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your loved ones, stuff like that. I will bet you all of the money I will have when I'm You're 75 years old <laughs> that I will not change. <laughs> Why is that? Because every time the government does something, something goes wrong. <laughs> the government tried to make a law that they should only be uh, carbon. Uh, th- there's um, a catalytic converter, right? When the catalytic converter was invented, that kind of burnt up uh, the gas that would come out of cars mm-hmm. so that it would decrease the emissions from cars. And people were already working on getting cars to have less emissions, and people were, like, the people were very happy in funding that. Yeah. But. The, second the, the government, government came in. decreed that cars could only, from then on, have the catalytic converter invented. So what the people did is because it cost more to buy the car with the catalytic converter, and because it lo- dropped the gas mileage, which was already pretty bad on those cars, they chose to keep with their old cars. So when the government tried to encourage the process of uh, lowering the emissions of carbon dioxide into the air, there was even more carbon dioxide emitted into the air than there was. They halted the progress. I'm not opposed to progress. I want progress. I just think the government is opposed to progress. Do you hear me? <laughs> yes, I do. I do understand your that's view. That's one example. That was from the 1970s, I think 1972. Yeah. But that's don't quote me on that. That's a guess. <laughs> and I mean, that's all I had there. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Uh I mean, in a perfect world where, you know, it's round and global warming is a thing, that would be true. But obviously we live so in a said, dome and global warming is not a thing. So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And, like, I mean, I recognize I'm a very small percentage of people who is in this side. But but I, I – there was – there's um, – way back when – there was no separation between religion and government, right? Yes. And government was in charge of enforcing moral values. Uh-huh. Um, 
and some would argue that government still has that role today. And I honestly have no idea what to take on that argument because uh -huh. that's a very confusing topic that we should take for another time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> church and state. Separation yeah. of church yeah. and state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I uh, would encourage the government. I think the way the government tries to go about things is wrong. Like, um, there's an idea of what's called a sin tax. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you were to go out and buy a pack of uh, cigarettes, say like an eight pack of cigarettes, mm -hmm. right? Then, you get taxed on that heavily. Right, like about four dollars of what you spend is taxes. Yeah, which is pretty ridiculous, mm -hmm. uh, and that highly discourages people from making cigarettes. And what everyone could see happening is that when, if you were to take all those taxes off, people would buy a lot more cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Right. Smoking would be much heavier in the streets. And I agree with that. So, in a sense, short term, I do think the government is doing that right. But if I was to go after what happens when everyone sees how terrible smoking is, then I see uh, people observing all the addiction around them. There's going to be so many more publicly funded, uh, not publicly funded, I should say privately funded. Yeah, privately. That's, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> There's more privately funded addiction centers that will help you get off of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And then I think we could eradicate the cigarette industry. And um, the College Comrades takes no official yeah. policy on whether or not cigarettes are morally <laughs> negative. Thank you, whatever. But... <laughs> But the but the government thinks it's morally bad, okay. right? And them trying to go about solving it isn't working, and and if they stopped, if they left that all together, I see that it would completely go away. And not everyone follows my logic on that. That's fine. I can, follow, I can your, follow it. I follow your logic. I can follow it, uh, and I can see a lot of people not agreeing with your logic. That's fair. So, um, I I want to touch on another thing. I think another big. Um, difference in political views is people who are retired, they have time to sit in front of a TV and watch CNN all day. It's true. I do not know. And the Chicken I, Noodle News Network? I, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Kai's a Fox News kind of guy. <laughs> I mean. Both biased. So what? Animals <laughs> talk to me. I'm the one who's listening. Um, Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find any place that is advice so. um they have time to sit in front of a tv and learn about policy they have and um a lot like a lot of people in our um in our age bracket they either don't have time to do it they don't care or there is a small percentage of people who are actively per pursuing um just one um like a smaller picture they're not necessarily large picture they may be Partially large picture, but they're definitely small picture. So there's definitely like a a time factor that plays into it. Is like, yeah, we'd much rather play Fortnite than watch. Don't say we though, bro. <laughs> I would <laughs> just kidding. Um, our age bracket would much rather play video games than brush up on their foreign policy and what Trump is doing today. So, and I mean that's partially. Uh, schooling to blame. Terrorists. I mean, our that's our school part. schooling sometimes doesn't teach us that kind of things to know that's important or as important. Well, cool. school is funded by government, so I can assume what place they're going to take on that argument. <laughs> I wouldn't put the blame on the school. I would. I would put the blame on the person. If someone is not educated about foreign policy, like that's on them. 
That's What's a seven-year-old going to do about educating a four? I'm not talking to children. I'm a high school. I'm talking like <laughs> high schoolers. I mean, schools aren't teaching kids to go out and learn all the classes and customizations of Call of Duty. They're doing that on their own time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, <laughs> the final topic is uh, religious views. Uh, and I mean, as you could say, throughout uh, America as itself, people are becoming less and less religious, um, you know, from what it used to be. Um, and so that's pretty much the over overarching part, I guess, that, like, you know, people nowadays are less religious than uh, Define religious older people. So I can track you. Um, like religious views, just like, uh, you know, God and stuff and church, that kind of thing. So, uh, Friedman v. Donahue, by the way, is where I get my information. All right. I don't want, I just want to make sure people know I'm not making stuff up. <laughs> okay. Like you just say, I'm trying right, to get a directed went, view. If you went to... Uh, a group of older people, right? And you took a poll. Mm-hmm. How many of them, you know, regularly attend church or believe in God and stuff versus people nowadays? It's going to be almost significantly higher um, for attending and believing for um, elder people because, you know, that's what they believe in or something like that. And all, kids are days. They just... uh Mind wanders. Well, it historically has always been difficult to separate religion from uh, politics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not difficult to lead back in. You know, you hear the the classic boomer story is, ah, you know, I was a crazy drunkard. I got into the military, came out. Drank myself, went homeless, <laughs> found God in prison. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, that's, I mean, can't, as, I mean, their story is very valid. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can expect it to happen. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say anything on that because religion is so diverse and. Depends. <laughs> yeah. And nowadays with more genders than there are religions, it's. I don't know. I put. I mean, so this is the the thing I was gonna um, say. Now, yeah, it kind of like it kind of um, applies to each thing, and it depends on how you were raised and um, what you've been through. Um, for so, like, for let's go back to like respect or something like that. I'm gonna or work ethic. I'm gonna say like if someone. Blaming, you know, kids nowadays, I would say, instead of blaming them, blame their parents for not teaching them that way. Because for me, I was taught, right? And that's what I followed. <coughs> Granted, my, I went a kind of different route, but I still kept those things that were taught to me for the most part. And that's what I'm saying, like, uh, <coughs> for religious part, I was religious more than I am now. Um, when I was younger, but now I'm like on the fence in some places and, uh, yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't 
think that I would say that boomers are more religious than our age bracket, but I also wouldn't say that um, our age bracket is as religious or even more religious than boomers. Um, the shift that I see in this is, um, is commitment. Um, boomers, uh, they're not afraid of commitment. Um, whereas our generation is afraid of commitment. Um, even just going off of the statement that you just said, um, you at one point were believing and now you are unsure. You're unsure if, um, if there is a God or, and, and for a lot of people, they're unsure if heaven is a real thing. They're unsure if hell is a real thing. They're unsure if God is real. Um, and I also see this play out in relationships for, uh, our age bracket mm-hmm. is divorce rates are going down, but it's because nobody's wanting to commit to another person. <laughs> Nobody wants to get married because, uh, in my opinion, our age bracket is afraid of commitment. They're not going to hold the job because... You really want to look at divorce percentages. That's going to hold them down. Um, and so... I see as a... And age does also play a big role in this. People have gone through their midlife crisis. Uh, people want to teach their kids something. They want... Mm-hmm. how I mean, how do you teach your kids um, morals without having a role model? Because as we stated earlier or Kai had stated earlier, kids are going to follow after their parents, and kids only see what their parents do wrong. They don't see what their parents do right. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, at least. For the most part, yeah. Uh, and, you know, boomers are, are nearing deaths, and, um, you know, sometimes faith is what's going to get them through their the last 10, 20 years of their life. Yeah. Um, our culture... Uh, our age bracket is definitely much more, um, they're much more mind wanderers and they're willing to explore and accept all things. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, religion largely has to do with what happens after death, right? Uh-huh. That's one of the fundamental questions of a worldview is yeah. what happens after death. So, um, the closer you get to death, or at least inevitable death, meaning the older you get, the more you're going to be thinking about that, and the more you're going to turn to a religion. And so I see a a very logical progression that the younger you are, the less religious you would be, and that the older you are, the more religious you would be. Definitely. And uh, there's kind of the pendulum swing to even just Mm -hmm. tie it all full circle. (laughs) Um, You can tie my full circle. Most people are raised... (laughs) Most people are raised... And this is a theme in our in our generation, Mm -hmm. um, most people are raised with some sort of value set. Um, and as they start to leave the nest or their parents' houses or whatever you want to call it, um, they, because of this mind wandering culture, we are question things. Yeah. We start to question things. We start to choose and make and form opinions for ourselves. And so we decide I haven't landed anywhere yet. And then as life starts to trans, transition that's when we start to start you know settling down and form opinions on things pendulum pendulum that's the moral of the story jeez (laughs) if you 
if you didn't get anything from this episode, actually, if you get one thing from this episode, pendulum. That's what you get from this episode. <laughs> um, I feel like these could be expanded on for each an episode. So I want to I want to put that out to the audience. If you guys think that we should, do we just that, really went brief on it. Let so. us know. We don't, um, we don't have enough room in season two for it, but but we could bring up this idea. We could in do season it in three. season three. Another idea for season three that I have already pitched to you guys, and I want to pitch to our audience to see what they think as well. Um, we ended on religious views. I wonder. I think it would be a fun and very vulnerable idea if we each shared our deconstruction and construction of either our morals, our religious views, political views, going from what we were taught as a kid, um, our, how we, and then our transition period of like, this is what I want to accept from my parents and not accept uh, to what we believe now or what we're on the fence now. So I pose that question to the audience and you guys to think about more as yep. well. Um, would you guys want to hear that? Would you guys want to do let that us for know. us to do that? So let us know for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should save our asses too. If you are listening to this podcast in three years, um, please do not take what we have said out of context. Um, <laughs> when we blow up, actually we are blowing up. What's good? <laughs> um, do not take what we said out of context. Uh, we are flying at 10,000 feet right now um, over these very, very in-depth topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we would love to talk about more. We would love to answer questions. We would love to engage with you on that. So, um, And if you, if you are listening to this in like 60 years, please hit me up and <laughs> let me post on a social media that I believe Did the government change? should have <laughs> less change? influence in today's education system, less influence in today's, you know, all of it, except roads and maybe conservation of forests. I could go either way on that <laughs> Keep one. Keep that in mind, guys. Yep. And uh, um, we, while we do fit in the Gen Z category, um, I do want to say that you two guys... Patent laws. They should have patent. That's good. I support patent laws. Um, you two guys are definitely, I would consider myself too, so I'll pat myself on the back too. I would definitely consider us outliers of the Gen Z category. Uh, I feel like that we're much more understanding, we're much more respectful, um, and much more mature to, um, have conversations. So if you don't agree with our ideas, just come talk to us. I love how you said much more mature as I made a stupid joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we are... Willing to talk about the discourse surrounding these topics uh, in depth. Um, yeah, we're here to have a conversation. Did you just say we're going to talk about intercourse? Anyways, um, so maturity. Andre and I are <laughs> much more. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just wanted to cover our asses. Um, last thing, we're yeah. doing a shirt giveaway. We're going to give away one shirt. Um, from the time that this podcast comes out, you have until season, this, the end of season two. So our last episode on season two. like, what, four or five episodes left? Yeah, it's like four, ep- no, it's, no, it's one, two, three. three. So you have three episodes, so three weeks, to comment and tag one person. That's all you have to do. Just tag one person, and you will be put in a drawing for a free shirt. You don't even have to say anything else. 
You just you just have to comment one. You person. put like emoji or something. One person, yeah. Is emoji it? and some just person. Type yeah. at and click person. the first name that's there. Yeah, that's all. It's, all that, it's that sounds really easy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you could win a shirt. Um, and it's a free shirt. Like we're paying for shipping. Yeah. It's it, completely why, free. Why are you this free is, shirt for three seconds of your time? <laughs> yeah. So. And I mean, you're gonna scroll by and see us anyways. Exactly. Because well you are up. followed to us. Yes. You're following us. <laughs> If you guys have made it this far, thank you. This was a long episode. You're probably upset with us about something. So, um, police. That's what it is. The government should be involved in, in police and funding <laughs> the police. Yeah. Okay. He's stuck on this government. Because <laughs> I know they're. I know they're like. There's no more than five things I think the government should do. Police is definitely one of the top ones. Okay. Okay, but police as yep. a whole. <laughs> that unpack that, please. That's so much. What do you mean? Do you like, think police should just exist, or... I think... Um, because then you've got police brutality, which brings in... Ra- you can't just be like, police. Simply, police. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the let me... I'll specify more the justice system. I like Because the we have... Like court and shit. There's no point in having laws that we can't enforce, right? And to enforce laws, we need police and bureaucracy. Yes, and, and we're the ones making the laws. But because which is why the justice system is flawed, we have to make more laws. How is it flawed? There's cops out here killing people, and what do we do to them? We put them in jail. Um, right? Okay. Sometimes. Or or we put. Listen, <laughs> hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me so out. We sometimes put murderers in jail. Hear me out. That's true. So because because we want to restrict because this, because flawed. we want to hold police accountable, we now. Put body cams on them, but you can't just put a body cam on someone without privacy laws and media laws. So now you've got yourself in the media. The, do you see what I'm saying? It's, no. Okay. Let's just end the episode, boys. <laughs> I think everything the, the the that is, I think the police as it stands right now is great. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me respecify because apparently that's not good enough for you. I think that. Um, you clearly have the way you want to improve the police. And I am not opposed to improvements and progress. I that's think that's very, fine. That's so the people should be control the police? The or people, the government should? The people write the laws. Okay. And laws that regard police, yes. In that way, you could say the people control the police. But remember that the police are also the people. The police vote. Right. right? Yes. So it makes sense that they should have a vote in their own laws. We're all voting for the laws. And some laws will vary state by state, and some laws will have to be nationally But re- you hate regulated. state regulated laws. Or you hate federal. Thank you. Wow, I was about to... We've been over this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that. All right. We'll argue more off stream. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 let's do it here. I oh, want to keep going. This episode is long. <laughs> uh, what do you have questions about? Well, I want to pick your brain on the state versus federal. I, you never. That is explain. not. That we is could not save that for, for this. Episode. We could save that for an episode itself. <laughs> That's all right. We'll like, write it down and we'll put it. On I could. I could fill a whole episode reading my thesis. He could do an episode of just him talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! You guys are ridiculous. This, what do you mean? Should, we gotta stop doing social issues. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this guy. Let's head, let's head out. <laughs> we'll do it in season three. We'll see you guys next time. Sayonara.